We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the Sunday soundtracks dropping off on Monday. We had a day to recover Sunday, and I had no voice. So thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for being part of the Sooner Nation. Okay, we'll hit all the post-game sound from the players and the coaches from Saturday after the tough loss to Baylor. And then we'll wipe it and we'll get ready for Iowa State on Saturday. 11 a.m. kick. We'll be on the air on the Sooner Radio Network with a 9 a.m. pregame show. So let's start with the coaches. Sooner head coach Lincoln Riley after the tough day in Waco. Uh, give congratulations to Baylor. Um, outplayed us today. Uh, we didn't play a very good football game. Uh, penalties obviously showed up huge. Turnovers showed up huge. Um, defensively, really played well early. Kept us in the game. Couldn't find much of a rhythm offensively the entire day. Um, 
had a lot of opportunities to make big plays and, and didn't get it done. Uh, and, you know, it's, I mean, the game came down to, you know, I think our, our, our untimely penalties, um, third downs, you know, had some big third downs that we weren't, we weren't very good on. Um, and they got us on a couple of third downs. And then I thought they, they tackled better than we did. We didn't get out of many tackles, and they obviously got out of a few. So um, disappointing. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Um, uh, give, give Baylor credit. They played better than we did. Um, you know, certainly uh, got to do a better job getting our guys in position to, to make plays, and then we've got to make them when we get the opportunities on all sides. So disappointing. Uh, still a whole lot left for this football team. That's the advantage of winning your first nine games is, is you do set yourself up um, to be able to overcome something like this. So disappointed, obviously, that we that we have to overcome it, um, but it is what it is, and uh, so we'll, we'll we'll bounce back like we like we always do and like we uh, fully expect to. Yeah, good questions, Ryan Aber. Yeah, Lincoln. Want we'll to start off asking about the very end of the game? What, from your perspective, uh, you know, what happened there? What were you uh, particularly fired up about? And what were you saying to the officials? And, and then, what did you think about uh, the, the field goal being kicked there at the end? Well, just I mean, it became a safety issue. I mean, I you know that that's a. Uh, I care about the safety of my, my players, and I'm watching David Webu just get bum rushed by three guys. I'm pulling them off. He's pulling them off. You know, for and I I know why Dave tried to kick the field goal. Uh, I don't agree with it. I still think above all else, there's a there's a code of sportsmanship that I believe in. I wouldn't have done it, um, but that's that's his decision. That's his football team. Um, how the officials don't give us a uh, enforce a 15 yard penalty when you probably got 5,000 people on the field. Is unbelievable to me. Um, so uh, it is what it is. I mean, that's that's his decision. That's the official's decision. I uh, don't agree with it, but um, part of it. Thanks, Lincoln. Jason Kersey. Uh, yeah, Lincoln. Wonder if you could go into your decision to bring Spencer into the game. Was that more because of I mean, we all saw Caleb's hand get stepped on? Did that have something to do with it? Was it performance related? Can you think of something? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that affected his throwing or not. I mean, it probably affected it a little bit. But, yeah, we were just – we were a little stale, honestly, and, and had a little stretch there in the in the second quarter and kind of began the third quarter where we had a few things there that he missed that he just typically doesn't miss. And uh, so I was looking for a little bit of a spark. Um, Spencer had, had a good week, and I, I told you guys I feel like I've got a tremendous room there. And so, uh, yeah, I went with Spencer. Um, and, again, uh you know, that's you got to make those decisions in the heat of the moment. At that point, I felt like it was the right decision. Gary Man. Lincoln, did the press box view looked like Caleb might have been rattled, a little frustrated. Uh, first real bout of adversity for the for the young guy, obviously in a game like this. Did did, did you sense that being part of part of his issue today, besides some of the mechanical things that went wrong? Yeah, he made. I mean, he made a couple errors here and there. I think most of his frustration came from we felt like we had a lot of plays there that we. You know, for one reason or another, you know, didn't make. We kind of, kind of took turns offensively. Um, we played, we played. You know, we had just kind of just key breakdowns at key times, um, and just never really timed out much for us. I, I think we, a lot of guys that fought their tail off, but it just wasn't clean. A lot of mistakes. Um, and again, I mean, we say it all along. I mean, when you play a good defensive football team like Baylor is. If you play clean, you're going to have stuff there. If you don't, they can take advantage of it. And uh, so um, just, I think, just some general frustration on on not executing the way that we know we can and not, not making the plays that, that were there for the taking. 
Jesse Crittenden. Hey, Lincoln, I appreciate your time today. Uh, you, you mentioned it in your opening statement, but I just wanted to ask you about the, the defense. Um, obviously, Baylor had some uh, a few big plays, but it seemed like the defense was able to make some stops, had some plays of their own, especially Brian Asamoah. Just what did you think about their performance? Yeah, we played really well uh, early. I mean, no question about it. Um, you know, it gave them some short fields after turnovers. Uh, we got some huge stops. We did a great job on the run game early, and then, you know, I think at the end of the game, some some frustration certainly sat in there. We didn't we didn't do our job. I mean, one long run that comes out. It's a simple assignment that we you know didn't do, and we'd done all game. And so, but that's you know, it, I, I'm proud of the way we played in the first half. Uh, but obviously, you know, there wasn't a bunch of new plays there in the second half. We we didn't execute. Um, I thought our tackling uh, was was not up to par. I, I thought the D line was pretty impactful. Uh, we got in the backfield a lot. We caused a lot of negative plays. But against some of these big plays, you know, where you've got two or three guys there, we, we've got to finish them. So um, for some of the really good things we did, we didn't quite cap it off because it, it was it was very good in the first half, and, and it set up to be an elite defensive effort, and we didn't finish it. Appreciate it, Lincoln. Barry Trammell. Yeah, I mean, we just we just didn't play good. I mean, I still I felt like we have at several points this year, whether they've been low scoring or high scoring games. I mean, I felt like we were right there on both sides of the ball. And I mean, you know, we just we, I, I don't right now. I mean, I'll have to go back and see the tape. But you know, we I, the big things that show up to me is I, I think some frustration set in. We missed some assignments. Uh, we didn't tackle well, and obviously didn't execute very consistently on offense the entire day. So I mean, I just think. Uh, you get to that point, you got to rise up and be your best, and we we certainly did not do that. John Hoover. Hey, Link, I wonder if you can address the start of the third quarter. I think it was uh, the kickoff out of bounds, uh, a big missed tackle by Delarin, and then uh, the 15 yarder by Perrion. Uh, those were obviously big plays, but it, it gave them a field goal, and then they come back and get the, the big play after that for the, for the touchdown later. Yeah. It just seemed to kind of open a gate. I don't know. Yeah, no, I wasn't one to start you dream up. I mean, you know, kicker kicks it out of bounds. And, you know, some of these penalties that we haven't been having, you know, that, that showed up and they, they bit us today. I mean, they did. I mean, that was they didn't have a whole lot of momentum going there. And, and you know, you give them kind of a, a freebie, a little bit of a drive. I mean, that's that can get an offense going. So, it's, uh, no, it's disappointing. I mean, it is. Just because, again, we felt team was good at half. Team was excited. They were they were ready to play, um, and and they go out there and start that way. I mean, it's not the reason we lost the game, but obviously, going and establishing that second half momentum can make a big difference, especially when you're on the road. And uh, we had our opportunity to do it, and then didn't get it done. Thank you, Brandon Drum. Yeah, Lincoln. Uh, can you talk about uh, just the offensive line play? Uh, were they were they ever showing y'all some different looks that maybe y'all hadn't seen? Uh, just about getting quarterback pressure and all that stuff? No, no, not really. I mean, they're, they're multiple, but I don't know that there was anything that, that necessarily was surprising. Uh, we just, you know, kind of like the whole team. And we had times on the old line we played well, and he had all day, um, you know, and then we had times where, and, and, you know, we didn't catch a ball or didn't make a play. And then kind of flip side, a couple of times we had some things really there, and we didn't quite have the protection for it. So, um, I don't know that it was anything mental with our guys. You know, we gave up some push, got beat physically a couple of times. Um, but, uh, 
again, just, just didn't, weren't able to piece it together offensively. Play good offense, it takes all 11. And, you know, it certainly there's, there's examples of all the position groups. Wide outs had chances to make plays. Obviously, the quarterback room had turnovers and missed a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, pretty easy throws. Uh, we missed a couple of things running back wise, O line wise. We just kind of all took our turn and uh, just didn't, never got quite in sync together. James Hale. You know, Lincoln, you, uh, you win the toss, you, you get the ball. Usually that's great for you and your offense, you guys. Whatever your plan is, whatever you script or whatever you do, you get the going. The, the first couple of plays, you're minus nine, you don't get a first down. It looks like you're on your heels. That gets you off to a bad start that was, a, that was tough to overcome for most of the half. You did get one drive in the first half, but I'm just curious about that start. What were you thinking after you know, your first couple of series and you got nothing going? No, it wasn't good. I mean, we we didn't we didn't execute plays there at the beginning. But defense again did a, a phenomenal job, you know, shutting it down there. You know, when we were giving them short fields, um, just tremendous job defensively. And then and then, you know, we got in a little bit of a rhythm there, kind of midway through the half, and started moving it. And um, so again, I mean, kind of like the the start of the first half. I mean, it's on the road. You love to be able to get those those momentum builders and go. Is it the reason we lost the game? No, but it obviously did not help. Thanks. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a couple more. Back to Barry. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, did you consider your guys left field there during all the mess? Did you consider just telling them, we're not coming back, you guys be able to play as well? Oh, I did tell him that, and I, I don't know. Maybe I should have done it. I, you know, I just I, again, I don't believe that situation was handled well by a lot of people. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, doing it with class is is important to me. And at the end of the day, that's why we decided to bring eleven guys out, even though deep down, I damn sure didn't want to. From the head coach to the defensive coordinator, I thought that for a majority of this game, the Sooner defense played well, but. Baylor on its offensive line and with its running schemes just eventually grinded out enough to uh, to knock the Sooners off. And Alex Grinch talked about the struggles on Saturday. Yeah, obviously, you know, we talked so much about finishing. They've been an actually pretty good finished football team uh, for a long time, actually, um, with obviously exceptions. But, uh, no, it was disappointing. You know, I, I, you know, you say you don't let one play beat you. I think we kind of let one play beat us. You know, explosive run, we miss a fit, and I, I think uh, as much as anything, maybe after that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you know, you're you're, you're trying to and eliminate that that one play from happening again. Well, you know, you, you can't correct the one that's already uh, in the books, and and, and that probably uh, uh, affected us. So, uh, you know, I got to do a better job. I, I will comment that you know, I thought the the kids battled their tails off. They really did. And, you know, it's a 60 minute football game, and so we don't. Um, it's not okay to to not get it done in the end. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple times there in the fourth quarter, got to put them in a better position to be successful, as, uh, uh, specifically myself, uh, in terms of play calls. Appreciate it, Alex. Gary, Yeah, Alex, the game sort of devolved there in the last minute or so with the, the students rushing the field and you guys having to come back to defend the field goal. Just from your vantage point, uh, your, your concerns, and I assume there might have been a few given the circumstances and uh, just your, your overall thoughts on how the game ended. Yeah, just you, you think about safety there at the end, but uh, you know, we, we, we made it to the locker room and um, we, it's on to the next one. John Hoover. Alex, I wonder if you could kind of uh, 
go through the, the first drive of the of the third quarter. Uh, you had a missed tackle that resulted in a 28-yard run and then a 15-yard penalty. They only get a field goal out of it, but it really seemed that that kind of opened the door for them offensively. Yeah, I mean, I, at, at times it... Uh... Um, again, the momentum. You look at the scoreboard tie ball game versus you know a three point lead, and there, there's some confidence that, that comes with it, and it's, it's the same confidence you have when it's on on your side. Um, and 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 so you know it allowed them uh, maybe, maybe in some respects to, to kind of stick with it, have some patience uh, behind them. Um, you know, did, did a lot in the way of you know kind of some uh, you know unbalanced formations and motions and that. And I thought the guys did a really nice job over the course of the day. Got us on one unbalance at uh, there at the tail end. We don't we don't fit it right. Uh, uh, but it allows them to, to stay in that kind of mode it is, you know, keeping kind of swinging the bat at us, swinging the bat and hoping one, one, one cracks. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it did. And then, you know, we, we talk about response so often, didn't, didn't respond very well as coaches uh, in particular. And uh, obviously, we got to get the guys to, to finish there at the end. So, um, no, I, it's tough to circle. You know, obviously, the explosive run in the fourth was. was uh, kind of, uh, you know, certainly we, we couldn't get our feet underneath us after that. Um, so if you run a circle, you always say one play doesn't beat you unless you let it. Um, and, and we're probably guilty of that tonight. Did you also have to kind of a sudden change situation there when you come out of the locker room and you're at the 35 yard line because the kick goes out of bounds? Is that like a, almost like a turnover? Yeah, and then it's it's one of those things that you know certain situations come up over the course of the game, and then and we, we we talk all the time about you know not not you know having an emotional response to to, to those things, whether it's you know again you miss a tackle, you get a penalty, you know the uh, you know we're charged, we're getting a stop. It, it doesn't matter if they put the ball in the thirty-five or the twenty, or you're on the on the plus side of the field, and. Um, so many times today we did, and, and to, to think the, the, the game would end the way it did uh, is, is just grossly disappointing. Uh, you know, the, it, uh, but it's a 60-minute ball game, and we didn't coach or play for a full 60. James Hale. You know, Alex, they had so many more plays in your territory. Uh, your defense actually had a pretty good day. I don't know if you're going to be happy with the tackling or not, you know, for the most part, but most part you kept in the game except for the one play you're talking about but talk about having to defend when they have the ball so much in your territory what that does to your defense as the game goes along yeah i mean it's uh you know the 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 situations um in 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 some respects you know get get shrunk down you think all the situations that could take place over the game in terms of you know obviously you know as simple as as you know run versus pass um uh, you know the we, we talk about three and out takeaway getting off the field you know stacking three good plays in a row you get to the midfield area you're talking about now now you're in that four down territory some things open up offensively you, you know there, there's a, an a availability on that side of the ball from a patient standpoint you're never pressing you know which then defensively what you have to do is you have to create those situations where they do have to press um and and um, obviously, some of those took place. No, certainly, uh, uh, not enough. Um, and and um, you know, just as you, you felt like, although you know, there's you know, are you in the lead? Are you in control? Just just in, in so many ways. And again, give the guys credit. Felt like uh, you know, guys guys felt in control of some of the things that were happening to them over the course of the game. Finding ways to get some TFLs at times. And uh, and I haven't looked at the totals, but uh, um, and then again, you you uh, it only takes. Uh, you know, in a scenario like that, when the game is so tight, it takes it does take one play to kind of blow blow something. But but we still need to respond. We still need to respond, and that uh, uh, we got to do a better job as coaches. Any thoughts on your overall tackling today? 
Yeah, I, I, I thought at, at times good. I thought other times, you know, trying to hug guys, you know, as opposed to going low and some, some missed opportunities that, uh, you know, one of the big emphasis is, you know, that we've talked to the, the guys about is taking the extra step on tackles. I think a lot of times we did, you know, in, in, in some of the you know quarterback run game in particular, there, there's only so many extra hats and, and you're going to assume you are one and we're going to make sure as, as much as anything from a blocks instruction standpoint that we're making sure that it's not just one guy in a position to, to make some of those plays. And then obviously from a call standpoint, I, you know, uh, I felt uh, at, at times you're you're so concerned with you know one particular run play in terms of their stretch zone series, and then all of a sudden the quarterback keeps it. And so um, no, we, we got to do it, it's it's too late in November to talk about tackling. We got we got to do a better job of uh, uh, coaching it, obviously. Thanks. Thank Brandon you. Brown. Yeah, Alex, you talked about that stretch stretch run play, and then obviously the QB keeper with that QB keeper uh, play. There was a couple times it looked like. They had leverage. Were they showing something different to you guys on those plays with Bohannon on those uh, power switch Yeah, sometimes it's created with condensed sets. Um, you know, so, uh, again, it, it's something that you work on. If you don't get it, uh, you know, leverage at the line of scrimmage, they, they can they can create some. Um, you know, kind of push on your perimeter uh, with, with, with you know crack blocks and kind of a down and around type of uh, uh, type of scheme. You know, the the issue is, you know, you, you put too many two guys outside and they, they they split you up the middle. Um, and again, I go back to that's it's a poor job on my part. You know, they they kind of crease us on the an unbalanced set that uh, uh, you know kind of because we didn't fit it correctly. Um, and and uh, I gotta have more emotional stability that way, you know, as opposed to you know not letting that they can't run that play again. Don't let them run that play again. And inevitably, uh, um, you know, I, I obviously you, you uh, that play's gone. It's over. It's done with. It's everything you tell the players, you gotta do the same thing as a coach. And then um, they're, they're at the end, uh, allowing the quarterback to get loose. Just a, a poor job on my part. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery. Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Sticking with the defense from the coaches to the players, Sooner Captain Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Bailey was able to run the football effectively today. What do you attribute that success that they had to? Uh, us not, you know, executing the calls that we had up front and not finishing tackles. And um, I know that, you know, they, they didn't do anything that we didn't see on film or that we didn't expect. It's just guys, you know, not executing like a certain gap or finishing on tackles because, I mean, um, we have guys that. That need to you know wrap up and finish it like uh, remember to tackle even I missed a tackle down there on the goal line on JB's horse collar so these guys are not executing every call that we have in the confines of our defense and not finishing all the tackles. Isaiah, are you surprised that this effort came after a bye week? Uh, it caught me off guard a little bit. I would say surprised a little, but 
won't um, I, I don't necessarily ball. attach it to the effort. Like I said, technique and execution. Because I mean, we played. I mean, I, I think we played pretty swell. You know, in uh, spurts. You know, holding the ten points for as long as we could. Then you know, at the end of the stretch, they just pulled away from it. So uh, I wouldn't say it was everything. It's just execution and guys executing their technique. Isaiah, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Just one, two. Isaiah, what was the mood like in the locker room just just now? Uh, you know, what you would expect, you know, guys quiet, you know, trying to wrap their head around the loss. You know, it was the first time we felt this way this season. And uh, second-handedly, Coach Riley also uplifting us, also letting us know that, you know, we still are 9-1 and one, we still have the uh, the rest of the season in front of us. A lot of good uh, football to be played yeah. left. So a lot of opportunities to make, you know, make, make a statement that this game, you know, isn't who we are. So, you know, like like I said, what you would expect for it to be kind of gloomy in there, but also uplifting to see what the, the brighter side is. Yeah, you guys have done such a great job of finishing strong. It was 10-7 going into the fourth fourth quarter. What, what was different about today in that regard? Uh, you know, there was a big run that they had. Uh, when they were pinned, we had them pinned with, I think, in the 20, inside the 20. Uh, I'm not sure it was that first play, that drive, and had a huge run, you know. Uh, uh, Nick was supposed to be in that gap, but got cut off. I, th I don't think he got the call. So, you know, more so just, just uh, I wouldn't say it's not finishing, but like I said, execution. You know, guys being laser focused in. You know, it's a loud environment. It, what we expected. So, guys got to be locked in and focused in situations like that. Go to Judge. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I want to see about Brian Osmoa. He ended up getting a. Uh, Big role tonight or uh, today with uh, Deshaun Whitehouse. What did you see out of him? Oh, yeah, I, I was, man, <laughs> Brian played phenomenal. I mean, he was all over the place, you know, in the backfield. He hits on the quarterback, TFLs. He was really productive. I, I, if I'm not sure, I think he caused that fumble, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure, though. But he but he was in that mix, so Brian was all over the place. After every drive, you know, I kept telling him to keep hunting. It was impressive to see because, you know, it, it, it kind of kind of looked like K-9-esque, you know. It looked like when Kenneth Murray used to fly from left to right sideline to sideline, and it was impressive to see him. You know, Coach Odom talked to him after the game, and he said, "You played your ass off, and just keep doing what you're doing, and, and you know we'll build off, we'll build off this, go to the drawing board, and we'll be just fine." So it was impressive to see what Brian did today, but it's what we expect, so you know, it was more so of it. Appreciate it. Take one more for IT from uh, Ryan Chapman. Hey, Isaiah, what about Bohannon just in his run game made him uh, so elusive, so hard to bring down? And then secondly, in the fourth quarter, did you guys just wear down there? Bamba had, you know, won the time of possession battle big time there late. Uh, yeah, I know he, you know, he was running hard, you know. He, he was being pretty well on his feet, you know, not what we would really see on tape as much as what they did today. But, I mean, it was just, you know, them executing their calls, you know, in times we uh, we emphasized on how, how we would stop the, the running back in particular. Didn't focus so much on the quarterback and situations kind of made a switch there at the end. As you could probably notice how the ends would, you know, make sure the court, uh, quarterback was taken care of and, you know, let the rest of the inside fit on the running back. So then uh, towards the end, it, I, I believed it did look like we were kind of worn down, but I just it just sucks to see guys, you know, when they look at the scoreboard, look at the clock, you know, they attach their feelings to that. And we can't be that team to attach our feelings to the scoreboard and the clock, you know. We got to still run the plays and run the calls as if we're up or if the game is tied. So I say well, that was more of it other than guys just, you know, being wore out. They're just attaching their feelings to the scoreboard. And standout safety, DeLaren Turner yell, who played well, forced the fumble, but unfortunately the Sooners' two takeaways weren't enough. DeLaren, just what changed with not necessarily with their offense, but with your ability to try to contain the run there in the second half? Um, you know, I feel, I feel like, you know, we got lazy with our communication, you know, didn't, didn't really have a, a respect for, you know, what finishing was. And, you know, if you look at it, it seems as if, 
you know, Baylor had like finishing on their minds and it, it looks as if we didn't. So, I mean, we, we, we can never fall into that trap where, you know, we, we get comfortable with our communication or, you know, fail to finish the football game because when you fail to finish a football game, things like that happen. Go to Eric Bailey, Tulsa World. You learned you played a lot of football here. Just what was Lincoln's message after this loss in the locker room? What, what does he tell you guys about moving forward after this game? Right. Um, he told us, you know, that, you know, this game is, is either going to do two things to this team. Either it's going to tear it apart or it's going to bring us together. And also he told us, you know, we have a lot of football in front of us. You know, we have we still have the things that we want to accomplish this year in front of us. So it's very important that we put this game to bed and that, uh, you know, we attack the practice field next week and, you know, just do the things that we need to do in order for us to finish our strong this season. How frustrating was it to have to come back on the field after the game was seemingly over and defend one final play as a player, how tough is it to be asked to do that? Uh, it wasn't really frustrating because I didn't look that much. I didn't look into it that much, but, uh, you know, to see those guys, you know, kick a field goal at the end of the game, you know, kind of crazy to me. And, you know, why are you kicking a field goal? It's third down, it's three seconds left. Like, why don't you just kneel the ball to, you know, get off the field? But, you know, maybe that's something that they have with the program. All I can do is respect it. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend, man. Thanks for your time. You do the same. Justin Martinez, the Oklahoman. Hey, Delaire. I appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. Uh, you mentioned field goals. Gabe Burkett's missed both of his today, which is pretty uncharacteristic for him. Obviously, you've been here for a while and seeing just how good he's been over the years. Is it safe to say that the team still has pretty high confidence in him moving forward? Right. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, we, we don't we're not losing any confidence within Gabe because we know the things that Gabe can do. You know, uh, I hate to say it, but I guess maybe, he, you know, he was just having a bad day today and, you know, things things didn't go his way. But I'm pretty sure he'll work on work on those things in the upcoming weekend, you know, fix it going into the uh, Iowa State game. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Ryan Chapman, Sooner Scoop or SI Sooners. My apologies, Ryan. Hey, Delarian, you talked about uh, finishing there. It looked like you guys rotated less defensively. Was fatigue a factor for you guys there deep in the fourth quarter, or, or was it just like you said earlier, uh, not respecting finishing the game there? Uh, I just feel like we, like I said, I, didn't, I just feel like we didn't, you know, have a respect for what it took for us to finish the game. You know, I don't feel like fatigue, you know, played a, played a role in anything because, you know, we practice hard. You know, I feel like we've run in practice more than any other team in the country, so I don't feel like fatigue played a role in anything. I just feel like, you know, we have respect for what it took to finish the game. And to wrap things up on the offensive side of the football, Sooner Captain Jeremiah Hall. Yeah, Jeremiah, you just talked about the offense and just the struggles you guys had, just finding any consistency tonight. Whatever he runs. Uh, you know, um, I believe somebody's still unmuted. Or, oh, that's somebody with you. Um... You know, in my opinion, the offense wasn't as, as, as bad as what the outside may seem. But in terms of the inconsistency, uh, we had too many plays where it's one or two guys uh, blowing their job. And, you know, we acknowledged that at halftime and um, thought, we'd be, what, thought we'd be able to correct it uh, in the second half. But uh, we never did. And um, it, bought, it, it came, that, came back to bite us in the butt. And so... Um, yeah, too many, too many plays where not all 11 guys were on the same page. You guys are on a week-to-week -week results business. That's what you guys do. But long term, I mean, how much does this really hurt? Because you guys really controlled your destiny in terms of a national championship. Now, I know you don't, it's hard to talk about that right this second, but how tough is that to try to replace that, that feeling, that goal that you guys have? Yeah, you know, Eric, in the grand scheme of things, uh, we, we all know that it does uh, hurt our national championship chances. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, we've been in this position before. Um, we've made it into into those college football talks before. So uh, we'll see how that goes because we can't control it. But uh, ultimately, we still have other goals in front of us. You know, we are, like you said, on a week-to-week basis, but we still want to win these games out. Um, we still want to make it to a um, Big 12 championship, win that game, and uh, see where everything else takes us. Jeremiah, thanks for giving us some time today. I appreciate it. Go to Bob Prisbillo next. As you see the fans... Jeremiah, how surprised that you guys weren't able to get those big chunk plays that you were really able to get during this last month of the season? You know, I wouldn't say that I, I wasn't necessarily surprised because each game is different, but, I mean, I just... I'm kind, of, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, I don't really have an excuse, um, but it does hurt. We'll, uh, we'll go back and look at the film and uh, just just take it from there. And as a captain, did you say anything today after the game, or are you going to wait till you guys get back following the weekend? Uh, you know, I like to I like to let Coach Riley uh, handle the stuff after the games. I may talk to a, a couple guys here and there, but. Um, I'm not really a big speech after a game type of guy because most of the time it's going to go in through one ear and out the other. You know, everybody's in their own personal minds. Um, emotions are still high. And so um, when things settle, we get back to Norman and, um, you know, get back to what we do on Monday. Uh, I'll definitely have a talk with the team. Got time for a couple more. Let's go to Ryan Chapman, SI Sooners. Hey, Jeremiah, I, I don't mean for this to come off as harsh. I don't mean it that way. But when you talk about you have guys that still were missing their assignment once or twice, I guess how does that happen when you're when you're 10 weeks into the season or 10 games into the season like this? You know, it's not necessarily a blown, blown assignment or um, you're making mistakes, but it's more so um, your guy beating you. You know, it's it's just a part of football. You know, to have those big plays, everybody needs to, you know, dominate their role um, during those plays. And so it, you're not necessarily out there making mistakes. You know, sometimes you'll get beat here. Sometimes you'll get beat there. And uh, those guys executed their game plan well to uh, be able to do so. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Mark Jeremiah, curious to hear your reaction to the quarterback change big game, obviously, where you go from Caleb to Spencer. And I know you guys are well used to playing with Spencer, but how much of an adjustment was required for you guys to kind of take that on the You know, honestly, it's not really much of an adjustment. We have faith in both quarterbacks. And um, we've seen Coach Riley make these type of decisions before. When he made the decision, it's just like, all right, um, next man up type of deal. And so... Uh, we've all had our days. Um, as you saw, Caleb got back in the game, and um, we were able to get things going. So um, we don't make those decisions. We go out there and do our job regardless. Last question goes to Austin Kurtwright. Jeremiah, what did you think of the last play? Obviously, they were calling the timeout to kick another field goal, with obviously after the students had uh, stormed the field there. What, did, what was your thoughts with that? I really don't know what was going on, to be honest with you. Uh, Coach Riley told us to get off the field. Uh, we got off the field. Um, whatever Baylor was going to do, whether it was kick a field goal or take a knee, 
uh, that was up to them. So, and even though he was dinged up, he's okay. He's good to go. Marvin Mims. Marvin, when you guys made the quarterback switch, can you just talk me through a little bit of maybe Caleb's demeanor? Because that, that's a first for him to, to, to get pulled in the game. And what did it mean for him to get back in the game and, and lead that last scoring drive you guys had? What did that tell you about? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. There wasn't much of a discussion on the sideline, you know, in terms of the whole offense about, you know, Spencer going back in there and then Caleb going back in there at the end. But, um, you know, I'm pretty sure for him going back and leading that drive at the end, I'm pretty sure that was a huge confidence boost for him, which is what we need with him being our QB. And um, with Spencer going in there, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how he felt or anything. I mean, there wasn't much conversation with the coaches or anything about who was going to that quarterback. As an offense, you guys only had 260 yards. Surprised that it came that low this late in the season, and how can you guys fix it this late in the season? Um, I mean, I don't think it really matters where point we are in the season. You know, at the beginning of the season, I mean, we were kind of low to not playing up to our standard and how we like to play offense. But, um, you know, um, we got two t- tough teams, two good defensive teams left to play, one at home, one in a hostile environment. But, um, you know, we're just going to hit the nail on the head, go back in there Monday and just go back to work. One final question. Are you surprised that you guys, the offense, defense played like this after a bye week? Um, not really sure how to answer that one. I mean, yeah, we had a bye week, but at the end of the day, we're still ready to come out here and play football. We didn't play up to our level that we would like to, and then Baylor came out and had a great game. But, um, you know, the crowd was electric, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't play how we want to play, obviously, coming away with the loss. But Marvin, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, Marvin, just curious, obviously, with the momentum of this game swinging the way that it did, uh, what was your guy? I mean, how did how did it feel on the sidelines as that game progressed, especially in the second half as you guys started to fall behind? Can you just kind of talk about the general tone on the sideline as that was going? You know, um, to be honest with you, the tone on the sideline wasn't as bad as you probably think it would be, you know, especially the way that the game was going. I feel like guys really were had a positive tone on the sideline, especially offensively, even though we weren't hitting how we usually do, how we like to do. But no one was really down or being negative on the sideline. Only got time for one more guy. Sorry, let's go to Ryan Chapman. Hey, Marvin, you said uh, to Eric's question that obviously it didn't play up to your standard, but from your just perspective, what went wrong for the offense today? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I mean, um, we have to go back and look at it on film to be for me to give you an accurate answer. But I mean, at the end of the day, just like I told uh, Mr. Eric, I mean, we didn't play up to our standard. Um, you know, Baylor's a great defensive team, great um, defense coordinator, head coach. Um, you know, also they're good, well coached defense. I mean, those guys know exactly what they're doing, exactly what they need to do, and that's what they went out there and did. So, did you get the looks you guys saw on film, uh, leading up, preparing for this game, or, or did you get some different stuff going at you? Think. Um, I'm pretty sure we got the same look, some different self, but nothing like out of the ordinary. So the Sooners will look to regroup after the tough loss to Baylor. Oklahoma will battle Iowa State. Join Toby and I tomorrow live on Facebook and at Soonersports.tv at 1.05 p.m. for the Sooner Sports Podcast Live. And then we'll have the Sooner Sports Talk Lincoln Riley Show dropping on the podcast platform on Wednesday morning. On Thursday, you'll get the huddle reloaded. And on Friday, Coach's Corner as well as the Scene Center. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. And until tomorrow's Game Plan Live, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate. 
proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.